Brad Marchand has decided to appeal his six-game suspension, and Jeremy Swayman recorded a shutout in his first start in the post-Tuka Rask era. Going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you all feel the love in one way or another here on this Monday. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Talk about feeling the love. I really do appreciate each and every listen and download. Uh, Very much appreciated. And the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast is available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube, free to subscribe. So please do so today. Uh, if you're on social, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at ENC McLaren. Been covering the Bruins for various outlets for 17 years now. And uh, let's get into today's big topic, which is Brad Marchand deciding to appeal his six-game suspension that was uh, not awarded to him, but bestowed upon him for roughing and high-sticking Pittsburgh goalie Tristan Jari on Tuesday night. Uh, This announcement was made, I believe, Friday or Saturday by the NHLPA, and it came after Marchand talked at length about the suspension uh, on uh, Friday afternoon. Marchand did admit that his actions were stupid, but he does not believe the incident was suspension-worthy. Now, the incident occurred near the end of Boston's loss to Pittsburgh last week. Marchand delivered a jab to the head of Jari, later poked the uh, netminder in the helmet with a stick as he was being escorted away from the Pittsburgh net by the officials. Marchand said it was a situation that arose. He reacted very poorly. Doesn't matter what started it. The belief is that, you know, Jari said something to him to provoke him. Marchand said he has to be better at controlling his emotions, not reacting that way. Was it stupid? Of course it was stupid. Not denying that, absolutely should not have done it. But suspension worthy? I don't think so, Marchand said. He said, quote, that's where in the moment, if I would have thought I'd get suspended, I wouldn't have done it. Especially if I thought I was going to get six games. That's part of it that gets tough sometimes to know where the line is and when it changes for each player and each night. Now again, Marchand Uh, did file an appeal. Um, He believes the process a player goes through when offered a hearing or assessed a suspension needs to be changed 
and looked at in the next collective bargaining agreement. Uh, he said, at this point, it's tough to say what a suspension is. It's the second time he's just suspended this season. The first one was a slew footing incident with Vancouver's Oliver Ekman Larson. He said again, never would have thought he was going to get suspended for either of these plays. Uh, if he knew where the line was, it would be different, but there's been a lot of guys get punched over the years that don't get suspended. Some guys who slew foot who don't get suspended, especially if there's no injury. A lot of sticks around people's heads. Again, he barely touched him with it in his estimation. Now, um, Marshan added, it was frustrating and embarrassing to be in this situation again. And he felt bad about the position that he has put his teammates in. I believe he's now received the most suspensions among any player, um, overpassing uh, Chris Pronger in that infamous uh, kind of record. Um, He said he knows the player he is in this league for this team. The last thing he wants to do is let his team down the way he did. He lost his cool. No question about it. Been pretty good about this for the last number of years, early on in his career. You know, that's when his reputation as a rat was developed. He had been relatively clean over the last handful of years. And then back in hot water with two suspensions uh, this season. He knows he hurt the team. They're already without Patrice Bergeron. Now out without uh, Marshan for six games. Uh, He said he has to continue to work on being better and work on his game. Has been for a long time now. Not something that changes in a day or week or a month. I mean, Brad, it's been years now. Something you've got to continue to work on. Um, He did admit maybe he's got a little complacent where he wasn't focusing on it as much. That being cleaning up his game, keeping his focus on being one of the best wingers in the game, period. Uh, you know, that success had led to some very legitimate Hart Trophy uh, candidate talks. Uh, he has been finishing among the league's leading scorers. Uh, went four years without a suspension. Now with these two suspensions, just kind of right back on the NHL's, you know, shit list. Forget any talk about MVP. Uh, He's taken himself out of the running for that. Won't be as high on the league scoring after missing more than 10% of the season due to suspension. Uh, He did say he's an emotional guy. Always has been. That won't change. But he's got to make sure it's reined in. When it comes to kind of repeat offender status, and this is what he's kind of appealing, he doesn't think the NHL measures progress. Uh, goes back to the last suspension. He thought the last one was very hefty when he got three games after four years without a suspension. And then, again, he turned his game around. Pretty good player in the league. Uh, you're not going to escape the history part of it, but – You had the one in November, and that kind of amplified this next uh, suspension as well. And he doesn't believe 
That's particularly fair. That's why he's appealing it. He said these plays were not to injure Jari. There was not going to be a potential injury on the play. He's well protected. The fact that it's six games is based on history, not the play itself. And that's where they make decisions based on the way they see it. And the Bruins and himself feels it was very steep. Um, He says he knows what he did in the past was wrong. He's trying to battle to move forward. Uh, but he's always going to be hindered by that rap sheet uh, that affected the decision he believes in the three-game suspension earlier. And because of that suspension, now it's six on the next play. At the end of the day, he said he's got to do what's going to help the team, and that's played the way he can play, but without crossing the line. Uh, obviously not something that he wants to do again. So I'm not sure when exactly the decision will be made in terms of the appeal, but in his estimation, he's being treated unfairly because of his past. Um, And that was a factor in the Oliver Ekman Larson suspension. And that's being unfairly tacked on here in this suspension. So we'll see if it's reduced at all. Hopefully they don't add to it. Uh, As of right now, he will be out through the game against Colorado on the 21st uh, next Monday, which is, which is a big one. It'd be nice if he was in for that one at the very least. Now, while he's out, he can stay healthy with some built bars. This is a time of year that people have pretty much given up on all their new year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to mine to eat right. Thanks to built bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I'm actually enjoying eating them, especially the puffs. Have you tried them? They're so, so good. They're infused with marshmallow. uh, So they're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. It's really a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I've taken to dipping mine in a glass of hot chocolate, which is really, really delicious. They're a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Uh, The cinnamony churro. There's a coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all so good. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these because they're better and they're good for you. Go to build.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away by the high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb, low sugar. And they're all about taste at Build Bar. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing, and you can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, also free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, the Bruins did play a game on Saturday afternoon, and I'm going to go ahead right now and award the Big Bear of the afternoon to goaltender Jeremy Swayman. Uh, Swayman earning the shutout, uh, helping the Bruins bounce back from a very ugly 6-0 loss at TD Garden on Thursday. 
Uh, they turned the page on Saturday afternoon against the Senators, a game that I had tickets to back in December. It was rescheduled, still capacity limits, so I wasn't able to be there. Um, Bruins uh, depth really stepped up in this one as well. Goals from Trent Frederick and Curtis Lazar. Um, Anton Bleed also had one that was wiped off because of, of a interference call on uh, Curtis Lazar. Uh, the Bruins scored early in this one. Frederick getting his third of the season just 45 seconds in. Um, an important goal kind of crashing the net following a nifty Charlie Coyle dangle along the boards. Um, something the Bruins have been telling him, be in front of the net when the puck arrives so that you can get those rebounds. Curtis Lazar was drafted by the Senators, played three seasons for Ottawa, and he said it was nice to score against uh, his old team uh, for sure. Now, um, Swayman, not – too busy in the first period uh, as the Bruins outshot the Senators by quite a wide margin uh, in the first period. At one point, they were on pace for 132 shots. They had like 11 in the first five minutes. Uh, the shots were 22-8 in the opening period in favor of Boston, but then they were outshot 22 15 over the remaining 40 minutes and Swayman stopped all 30 shots uh, that he faced second shutout of the season, fourth of his career and uh, couldn't have come at a better time for himself and for the team, you know, after that big loss to, to uh, Carolina and in light of reti uh, Tuca's retirement earlier in the week. And, and Swayman gave a lot of credit to Tuca uh, after the game, saying he's a great mentor for me, had an incredible career, uh, give tons of kudos to him. It was incredible to be part of it firsthand with him, watching him on a daily basis last season. All the accolades he's compiled over the years is pretty incredible. He's Hall of Fame bound for sure. An incredible mentor and just can't say enough good things about him. So nice of Swayman to um, kind of honor Rask in that way after the game. And it was a huge um, yeah, statement game for him as he's trying to put himself on the same level with, uh, with Jeremy Swayman as they both battle for starts down the stretch. And uh, he elevated his Save percentage this season to 919, 9 and 7, and two records so far this season. 919 save percentage with uh, two shutouts. And he is, uh, yeah, just continuing to evolve as a bona fide uh, starting goalie in the NHL. And he earns Big Bear of the Night uh, for sure in this one. Full credit, again, though, to uh, to the depth players who stepped up in this one. Anton Bleed with an assist. Curtis Lazar with a goal. Charlie Coyle with an assist. Trent Frederick with the goal. It was uh, Bleed, Nosek, and Lazar on the fourth line. 
who played very well. I would be very reluctant to break up that fourth line right now. Uh, very effective trio and consistent trio for the Boston Bruins. Frederick was playing with uh, Coyle and Smith, a very dominant opening shift for that line that was rewarded with the goal. Um, and uh, yeah, Frederick with the goal, two shots, a hit in this one. Uh, uh, Charlie Coyle led the way with uh, five shots on goal. Actually, Pasternak had eight, wasn't able to find the score sheet. Um, but yeah, overall, a very impressive effort for the Bruins against an Ottawa team that, uh, you know, obviously they're well down the standings, but they have been playing better as of late. They beat Washington on Sunday in the second half of a back-to-back. If it wasn't for Matt Murray on, uh, on Saturday, the score would have been much more lopsided, but they are missing some key players as well in Josh Norris, Drake Batherson. Up next for the Bruins is a game uh, tomorrow night against the New York Rangers. And we'll, of course, uh, preview that one here on tomorrow's podcast, as well as take a look at the updated Eastern Conference uh, power rankings. Now, Bet Online is the place to be for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Football might be over, but basketball, hockey, Full steam, and from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next fire coach, BetOnline is the .net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Uh, again, not just pro college basketball, but also your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and Olympic coverage. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline.net where the game starts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, And uh, I actually have a piece going up today at Owner's Box, about five buyers and sellers heading up to the trade deadline. We're about five weeks away from that today. Uh, March 21st is the trade deadline. Uh, One player who's drawing a lot of interest is... Canadians defenseman Ben Sherratt. The asking price is at least a first for the defenseman that helped the team get to the Stanley Cup final. He was placed on injured reserve yesterday. So I don't know if that's precautionary or if um, he's actually hurt, which would obviously hurt their ability to trade him. One guy they're staying patient with, according to Sportsnet. Eric Engels is Tyler Toffoli, unless they get a big offer for the 29-year-old forward. I was big on Toffoli this time last year, um, but I don't know about the trade dynamics between the Bruins and the Canadians. And um, if the price is too high, then it's not going to be worth it. But he's still a guy that I would like to see. Again, I really think the Bruins still need yeah, help on defense. A second-line center would still be nice. And um, a scoring winger, I think, could still help as well on the right side. You know, you have Pasternak, who's obviously elite. Uh, But then again, it's uh, a bit dicey. Craig Smith, not quite as prolific as he was last season. Probably best suited on the third line, not the first line. Uh, You've got Nick Foligno, who's been playing on that side. 
Um, Curtis Lazar, like I said, he's been effective on the fourth line. I really would like to see them acquire another uh, right-hand shot who can uh, who can really put the puck in the net. Uh, the New York Rangers still dangling Vitaly Kraftsov, uh, but it seems as though he could be swapped to the Vancouver Canucks as the Rangers are really looking to uh, reunite with JT Miller, it looks like. Anyways, it's going to be a lot coming up on the trade front between now and March 21st, and uh, I'll be sure to cover all that. One other thing from the Bruins game uh, on Saturday that I forgot to mention, uh, Senators forward Austin Watson uh, was suspended two games for a hit to the head on Jack Ashan on Saturday. Uh, Sean playing in his second game this season, I believe. Uh, he was very effective once again uh, before that incident. And, um, you know, I, for one, would really like to see him remain up with the Boston Bruins. Um, and, uh, you know, I would really like to see at the moment a third pair of, of Forbort and Ashan. Riley Carlo, Grizzlick, McAvoy. I think that is the best top six for the Bruins at the moment. So hopefully he's healthy and good to go for tomorrow's game against the Rangers. I believe the Bruins are practicing this morning before they travel to New York ahead of that game against the Rangers. They'll also play the Islanders on uh, on Thursday before going back to Ottawa to play the Senators once again uh, on Saturday. So busy road trip this week for the Bruins, and we'll be covering it all here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening today. I believe that's it for today's episode. I hope you all had a great weekend. And again, feel the love today in one way or another. Um, yeah. What did we do over the weekend? Not much. Did some stuff outside, uh, catching up on some shows. I, I rewatched Atlanta over the past couple weekends in advance of uh, the new season coming out next month. Very good show, highly recommended. I've also been rewatching Better Call Saul, uh, which is just unreal how good that show is as a prequel to Breaking Bad. And I'm very excited for the last season to start in April, I believe. Tonight, Catching up on some shows, maybe some Pam and Tommy. Gilded Age, been watching as well um, with the wife. So maybe we'll watch that since it's got more of a romantic vibe to it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a great Monday. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Runs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.